I'm going to suggest a different sort of way of thinking about Microsoft at this point. I, I no longer think it's a question of Balmer versus Gates versus some other CEO. Microsoft has laid down a huge bet. I mean, I think they have literally bet the company on this move to Metro. And uh, hey, can we can we not call it Metro? What what's it called? Because it's not <laughs> called Metro. Or are we just going to call it Metro and say screw it? I'm calling it. I All don't right. care it's what Metro. the rest of screw you call it. it. I'm calling it Metro. All screw right. it. Sorry, it's Mike's way. Damn it, Mike's way. Yeah, <laughs> that's their fault. They came out first and said it's Metro, and then we we're like, okay, if you really, you wait, you really want to call it Metro? Okay, we'll call All it right, that. That's fine. Ever. No, that's that's cool. Please. <laughs> October 24th, 2012. This is episode number 30 of Yats. It's yet another tech show every week on Wednesday. Yetanothertechshow.com. That's our site. I'm Matt Lee, joined by a whole bunch of people tonight. Look at this. We got Ant Pruitt back again. What's up, Ant? Hey, what's happening, Matt? We got Larry Press back again. What's up, Larry? Hey, guys. Good to see y'all. We got Mike Rothman back from his tour of Europe. Well-cultured. How you doing, Mike? I'm doing great, guys. Boy, did I miss you all. Glad to be back tonight. I can't wait to see all of the amazing pictures your Android device took from your trip. <laughs> They're all in here. We'll do a slideshow. It's only about 400 slides. Oh, is that it? Is that all? Come that's, on, man. You disappoint me. 400 uh, only? I've been <laughs> uploading on the fly with, like, thousands of pictures. And then uh, we also, tonight, we got a special guest, like we try to bring on, mix it up every now and then. This gentleman you see here, his name's Patrick Jordan. He is from the site iPadInsight.com. How you doing, Patrick? Real well. Good to have you on your first episode of Yats Talking. Not listening, but good, good to have you. Thanks for having me. So the big news, I guess we'll just start uh, right at the top, is what I got for my birthday. Ant was, <laughs> was curious what cool technology I got. And I'll tell you, my brother and his girlfriend got me a card. And on the front of the card is this guy in a little, uh, I don't know what that's called, you know, just covered up. And it says something about all of the things I need done around the house. And you open it and the guy says all the things he's going to do, but in a hot. So I, I thought that was an interesting use of technology for uh, stupid gift cards. And then my mom <laughs> got me lottery tickets. I don't know why. So <laughs> another fantastic birthday up in Montana, 32 years it's old. Thank you. That sounds still yeah, Awesome. Man. Thank you, guys. All right. So the real big news, uh, we had uh, an announcement from some of our, some of your favorite uh, device computer manufacturers, the Apple announcement, unveiling, among other things, the, uh, the iPad mini, hmm? the iMac, the new iMac, and then uh, what? What else, what else did they have? They had one more thing, I thought, that we, we brought up. MacBook Pro. And MacBook the new MacBook Pro. Pro, right. 
So uh, I don't know. We'll we'll start it off with you, uh, Patrick, since this is kind of your beat to cover. Is is this what you cover over at iPad Insight? Yeah, actually, uh, yeah, I'm pretty much single focused on the iPad, but um, I also write for another site where we do cover most things Apple, really. Yeah. Right on. What what was the the overall consensus on the announcement? Was it like, oh, just another? I just bought this iPad 3, now I need this one, or look, you made this one smaller and still expensive, or where, what, what was the, the overall emotion? Um, I think it was, uh, there's a good variety of um, reactions. I, I, I've definitely seen a good number of people on forums and elsewhere who are mm, not quite so happy that the... Uh, iPad 4 was released just seven months after the iPad 3. Um, was that the shortest gap we've seen so far? We kind of talked about this on Attack of the Androids last night at the beginning of the show about how usually they give you a year to, you know, get sick of your device before the new device comes out, it seems, especially if it's not tied to a cell contract or anything like that. But this seemed kind of short. It, it, or maybe, I don't know, it felt to me like we just heard about the new iPad, like a few months ago i I don't know i'm i'm pretty sure it's the shortest gap for an iphone or ipad i I don't know whether maybe there was an ipod release at some point that was quicker but for certainly in the iphone ipad era i think it's the shortest one uh and it looks to be another case of where apple is uh transitioning the release cycle they're trying to switch the release cycle over to closer to the holiday period, which they did with the iPhone last time around. Um, I'm sorry, they did with the iPhone when the iPhone 4S came out. And it looks like now they're doing that with the iPad. Although I just read something tonight uh, on a site that's, you know, I mean, yesterday was the announcement, and tonight I read the first rumor about the iPad 5, and and it was actually saying that they might – uh, release that early in March, so uh, that would kind of blow up. Wow! The, the other theory is this the very <laughs> definition of cannibalizing your product a line, or is this a good move? Do you think, or does it matter because Apple uh, fans the, will just buy it anyway? Does the different size not kind of make them separate things? Maybe if it was never said that, oh, this isn't, this is a stupid size. And I get people say things and then go back on them all the time and it's not a big deal. It just, it seemed like that was kind of focused. Like, no, we'll never do other sizes. This is the right size for you. Trust us. And now it's like, well, Amazon did sell quite a few of those. Google sure did sell quite a few of those. So maybe a smaller one is uh, what the people want. Mike Rothman there holding up the, the next seven. Is that a good size? Was that a good size, Mike? You traveled all over Europe packing that thing around. Was it? Did you even know it was in your bag? Absolutely not. You know, as a matter of fact, I've got one of these Scotty vests uh, coats that I travel all around with, and this fits really comfortably in a pocket of that vest right here. So I have a couple of those Scotty vests, and it seems like that pocket here in the one I have would be a perfect spot for it. It is a perfect fit for that purpose, and uh, I loved it. Very cool. And do you think that that was a a smart move, or why? I'm curious why the the short uh, transition period between the two. Like, you know, what, I, what I, were they rushing? I thought it was a little odd because from everything I ever heard about the iPad with iPad uh, owners and people that desired an iPad. 
um, they all enjoy that extra real estate of a 10 inch device. Right. Because um, otherwise you're just on your phone, right? They do kind of yeah. like what I do with the galaxy Nexus and the transformer prime. I have the small and then the large, I don't need an in between. So they kind of use it in that, that case. If I need something bigger, here's my pad. If not, here's my phone. And that's everything I do. You know, and I've asked some people if they would rather have, um, what's been released now. And it's sort of like, eh, you know, I'd still rather have the, the, the 10 inch device. Um, but again, you got to give credit to Apple to saying, Hey, that seven inch market did all right for the, for the competitors. You know, I want a piece of that pie. I don't blame them. You know, I'd do it too. You know, if you can't beat them, join them. I'm sure they were planning this long before, uh, you know, I mean, they, they didn't just see the, the current market. To me, maybe they're just seeing as two different products and, and one can come out. Maybe the big ones will be a year apart and the small ones will be a year apart. There might be even a bigger big one. Samsung seems to have tons of different sizes. Right. You know, I I Samsung, said the, I said ha- hold on. Samsung has a thing on their website that you tell them what size you want and they make it and send it to you. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't like, I mean, come on. <laughs> That way they get past all of the patent lawsuits, right? right? No, he said he wanted it 4.382 inches. I'm, I don't know, with rounded <laughs> corners and a bezel. And... You know, the interesting. I, I think, um, I, I think a couple interesting things with the with the size of the mini. I think uh, there is an Apple precedent for this, even though I know lots of people are saying this is a Me Too move by Apple because they've seen the success of the Kindle Fire or the Google Nexus Seven, and so forth. But um, History, I think, shows that with the iPod line, they did very similar things. They brought out uh, smaller size iPods when they saw that others were making, you know, gaining a little ground in that in that part of the space, and they felt like it was a space that they were dominant in, and they were kind of trying to cover all the bases. And I think this is a similar. I don't know mood. though. I I don't know if I agree with that because it almost seems like those other size iPods, the Nano, the Shuffle, that stuff, they almost each served an individual niche. You had the Nano people getting or the Shuffle people getting the the Shuffle because they were runners and they want something tiny to put on here. The Nano people, like it seemed like each one had a use. This is just a smaller iPad. I I don't see a niche for that particular device. Well, I I think there might be a couple potential niches. One is just I think there are a number of iPad owners, and I, I think I might be in this club, who uh, like the idea, the real simple idea of just a lighter iPad. I All mean, right. the iPad has a lot of virtues, but it... But it's, lighter it's, than, than that? I mean, I've, I used to carry around an Alienware laptop with me on a mountain bike, right. and that thing was heavy, like 13 pounds. Now yeah. I have this tablet, I, I know, and I, this 10-inch Earlier uh, in the little show document, talking about people complaining about laptops being too heavy, and so right. I think he's going to think I'm a total wuss now. But um, <laughs> oh, my bag is so know. heavy. Oh. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, I think you know, I'm not saying that I have difficulty carrying around a, a pound and a half iPad, but I am saying that when it's late at night and you're reading an ebook and you've been reading it for two hours, that's on an iPad. Yeah. It's not a bad thing to have it be a little lighter. That's, um, I can't think of how many times I've been playing Dead Trigger on my Prime and just been like, man, my arms are getting tired. <laughs> I wish yeah, I had that feeling too. Really good. And I yeah. can see that reading a book. I just finished yeah. Kevin Mitnick's Ghost in the Wires, uh, uh, the hardcover copy one of our listeners sent me. It's like that thick. And man, I'm sitting there and like my arms are getting tired and holding it. I'm like, ah, this is... It w- I-, I can see a, a smaller you device. Gotta, you got to start working out. I guess. I don't know. I'm like <laughs> reading a book for an hour and just getting beat. Yeah. 
Plus, I mean, Mike, you've got, I mean, you can hold it in one hand, I guess, a lot easier. And yeah. it's a different product. You know, my, it fits in your pocket and all that. My, I, I want to be able to hold a tablet that, that I'm reading a book on in one hand. Right. And, you know, be able to hold it like this. And with that hand, while holding the device, also be able to turn pages. And, you, right. you know, minimal amount of control. Of the uh, and of the, and uh, and Apple has just addressed that a little bit. They they uh, updated their iBooks app yesterday. I saw and that. And they allowed for scrolling, so you don't need they, you don't need to wait on the kind of silly little page turn animation anymore, and you can just scroll, I guess, endlessly hmm. through the pages. So that's oh, going to be helpful. For sounds like the Kindle app. That's what that sounds like. This the Kindle app. Well, that was that's that. That was my next question: Is are there really a lot of people reading on their iPads? It always seemed to me that like people thought they could and they tried, but then they, everyone went back to the Kindle just because that e-ink is just how we read now. I mean, do you I read per, books I on your iPad? The Kindle. Uh, I for Patrick? a straight book, I prefer the Kindle to the Nexus Seven. Right, D- Patrick, do you read on your iPad? I do actually a fair amount, but I don't own a Kindle. I I wouldn't uh, mind owning a Kindle at some right. stage. If you had a Kindle, do you think you would tend to gravitate more towards that for reading than your iPad if you had the device? From everything I've heard, I, I have a feeling the answer would be yes. Uh, you know, my eyes are getting older, and and if it's gentler on the eyes and kinder on the eyes, then definitely. Um, I had one other thing that I think is quite cool about the uh, Apple you know, apparently changing their view on the smaller iPad, which is that, uh, and you guys probably know this story, but one of my favorite, favorite mobile tech writers, Kevin C. Tofel, who writes for GigaOM now, but he used to write for, it used to be JK on the run with him and James Kendrick. Um, he's been writing about mobile forever. And his article on seven-inch tablets and why they were so appealing is the one that Apple executives mentioned in their internal emails when they said it was worth taking a look at that form factor. Right. How how long ago do you think they made that decision to do this thing? Uh, It was when Steve was still around, certainly, because there there was talk in those internal emails that Eddie Q had raised it. Eddie Q had read TOEFL's article. He'd raised it with a couple of the other execs on their exec team, and they'd gone to Steve Jobs with it, and Jobs had uh, liked the idea as well. So, I mean, that, that obviously doesn't give a very exact date, but at least back when Jobs was still around. Well, hold on, it's Jobs. Way, it's way before all the popular ones, all the uh, Kindle and the Nexus and all that came out. So, that Jobs. Been around the time Jobs said that Apple would never do a seven inch tablet. <clears throat> Well, I was just going to ask, did Jobs like the idea, or did he know he was kind of on his way out and said, you know what, whatever you guys want to do, screw it? Because it seems like if you were, I mean, I don't know, I wouldn't fight something like that if I knew I was sick and there was a possibility my end might be coming soon. I would just say, if that's what you guys want to do, there you go. No use fighting. It sounded sounded more like uh, he was on board with the idea. Yeah. That's cool. You know, my bottom line on all this is that um, options are good for consumers, so yeah. we can have a we can have a nine inch tablet, we can have a seven inch tablet, we can have a, a four and a half or five inch tablet like my um, uh, my HTC One X here. Uh, it's all good. Apple's coming out. I mean, Microsoft's coming out with the Surface, and the Surface 
tablet is actually bigger than the iPad. I think it's close mm-hmm. to 11 inches diagonal. Right. So, so um, more choices still. I, I think that can only be good for us. I agree with you, Mike. I said yesterday before I posed my question that, you know, each of these devices can exist in their own world. You know, even me, I I love my Nexus 7, but yet there would be sometimes I'd like to have that extra real estate of a 10 inch tablet, you know? Would you though, in that, in that case, Ant, would you go with another Android 10 inch tablet or would you hit an iPad? um, Because I'm a, I'm used to the Google ecosystem. It would be Android. So your choice is based on ecosystem, though, not like because I can't afford an iPad or I just want an Android. You're just in that system, so that's where you. Stay. Yeah, that's yeah. If, even, I mean, all things even, far as money or what have you, I'm in the Android ecosystem. So that's does, that's where I'm going to gravitate to naturally. Does that kind of speak to the detriment of all of these companies having their closed ecosystems and kind of locking in their uh, customers so that nobody it can really switch? And I mean, you can, but if you want to, it's going to be a real pain to get all of your yeah, stuff. Well, there. I mean, that's the name of the game. Let's lock them in, build we, them we in, right? More Sign. money off of these people over the years, just like Bezos said, you know, several weeks ago. Look, yeah. we're gonna make money off of you after you buy this device, not when you buy the device. You know what I mean? Exactly. That's the name of the game platform for getting all of our stuff that you need. So I don't know this. Oh, go ahead, Mike. That's, that's, I think the weakness that I see in the, in the new iPad tablet, I guess it starts at 330, 329, 330. And I just find that a tough sell versus the $200 price tag of the Nexus seven. What if you were in that ecosystem and not in a Google ecosystem? Would that extra fifty hundred bucks make the difference, or would it? No, no, absolutely not. It's how much is your cell phone bill each month? Yeah, that's the deal about lock-in. It's these incremental costs are not ever going to be enough to encourage you in and of themselves to change platforms. It does kind of suck in a way though, because it doesn't give users the freedom to choose a device based on the device itself. We have to choose based on all these other variables that really have nothing to do with the device. It's just what we're used to, where we've been living. Maybe we made the mistake of getting in somewhere early and now we're stuck there because we have gigabytes and gigabytes of data there. We don't want to have to move that over. So we become stuck in, like I said before, and it, it's hard to even want to try new devices because it's just easier in our lazy, you know, day to day to to stay with what we know. We all get hung up on the devices, but it's what we really ought to be thinking about and reviewing are the platforms. Right. Because the, the devices increasingly are just portals into the platform. And uh, you know, the devices around uh, I typically use a device for a year or two or maybe more and then I move on. But the platform is the real commitment. Which is kind of why Steve Ballmer shouts about developers, developers, developers. Mm. Because platforms are about apps. I think he was shouting, though, because he didn't know where any of them were at, and he wanted them to... Oh, yeah. He's like, wait, developers, (laughs) where are you? Windows 8's over here. Uh, Speaking of that, though, we we should talk about the Surface, if there's nothing else to talk about the Apple announcement. I don't know if it's the blue keyboard on this picture, but it kind of makes me want one. Like, that is a slick-looking device. 
the keyboard. I don't know. This picture over on Boing Boing, uh, they have a bunch of a bunch of the main uh, tech journalists, Sam Bill, Josh Topolsky, Matt Hone, and they're all all writing uh, their comments on it. Matt at Wired says he thinks this is a great device. Topolsky, not so much. He says he wanted to love the device, but uh, Sam at Gizmodo said, should you buy it? No. It's a tablet plus price right alongside the iPad and in most ways inferior. So kind of mixed reviews. Uh, I don't know. What, what are your guys' first thoughts on it, Ant? Um, sort of mixed on it because of the pricing. Um, I, I don't think it will be as as smooth as an iOS device or an Android device. Um, I, I honestly don't know how well the 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 software will be for real world uses as much as they're wanting it to be a real world device for people in the enterprise and, and whatnot. So, I mean, it's still, the jury's still out, you know, until I see one in my hands and get to fondle it, like we fondle everything else tech right. tech wise. Um, right now I'm a little, yeah, myth, you know, I'm a little meh on it. I don't think so. Not yet. Anyway, Larry, are you intrigued by yeah. this at all? Um, you know, I, as you guys have known, my the thing that it come that that's got to compete with me like maybe the pro would be interesting, but is it going to make me want to leave my laptop? I mean, I I am a twenty four seven laptop user. Would you rather um, just put Windows eight on your current laptop or what? Well, I've got Windows eight on a laptop on another laptop, and I never use it. The only reason I have it is. It's, 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 I've got a 32-bit scanner driver, and it's this 32-bit machine, so it's my scanner control nice. panel is all it so is. So there, there went our Microsoft <laughs> sponsorship right there. Yeah. Yeah. I'll podcast yeah, with one if you, if you send it. I'm not going to no, buy it. Uh, seriously, I'll be getting a new laptop, and I'm sure it'll have Windows 8 on it. Um, yeah, I'm going to be getting one pretty soon, but uh, I, I'm with Mike. I mean, it depends on the it's, – it's less the features of the hardware than the – the whole ecosystem behind it, the, the cloud storage and the, and the software available. And also, I think Microsoft, will, there will be a bunch of tablets, all different, like we were saying before about Samsung. Many, many different tablets will be running Windows 8. Many, many different tablets are going to be running Android. And it seems to me that Apple's going to figure, hey, we better have many, many different sizes of tablets running uh, uh, iOS 6.2. So if we have all these different tablets, all this different hardware, we have three different, well, four if you want to count BBX, but let's not for fun's sake. We won't. Um, if, if you have all these, what it really comes down to then is use case and what's available on that platform. If there's no Angry Birds on this RT, I don't want it. If you can't do word processing with your Google Docs on here, I don't, you know, it's, it's going to come down to what people are really using and if this offers that for them. Which and so that, far that'll be another big separator. What you just said, Google Docs. My guess is I, I can't imagine that they wouldn't. That eventually you'll be able to get on an iPad or on an Android device Google um, Microsoft Office. But or is it? Being, I think that gives them a big advantage too. But hold on, though, is it in their best interest to hold out and say, if you want that, come get one of these? And is that you know, enough to make people I, get one I, of these? I, I'm not Steve not even, right? Yeah, no way. World, I don't think. <laughs> For sure. Uh, Microsoft was able to sort of own Windows, and so they could play that game. But those days are over. They're not going to own the tablet those, world. Those so. days are long gone, though. Those days are gone. So it seems to me they've got to port it to other, uh, to the other platforms. It's sure. just too much. 
too much install base to, to ignore. Mike, what do you think? I, I think this RT or Windows 8 tablet, Metro tablet, is, IB, is Microsoft's uh, attempt at changing its trajectory and its business model. Seeing that people are moving towards mobile computing, so trying to yeah. have a solution that still is grounded in the Windows environment you came yeah. from, but is more mobile-based computing. They, exactly. they just changed their whole uh, business. They changed their tagline and, and business yeah, they strategy did, huh? to services and devices. Exactly. But does that is that For a sure. is that kind of showing where all this technology is going? Like you said, it's all about yeah. the platform. It's all about the services. Anybody can come out with a device to access them. It's it's what you're accessing that matters. You know, it's another one of those damnable cases where Steve Jobs was right. We're we're living in a post PC era, and Microsoft uh, was up till now was clearly a PC um, um, platform. Well, for some people, though, I think like Ant, Ant very well lives in a PC era still, but that's all corporate, right? That's, that so. is where the PC era will live on because of legacy stuff, because they can't easily switch over their whole system to run on tablets or whatever, you know? Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a long tail. I, I want to point out to you the, the really excellent article by Harry McCracken, who I think has written the best review so far, and he's published in uh, time.com. It's the most nuanced review. He says the hardware is great. The software is a great version 1.0, is a respectable version 1.0 product. Which is what it is. I mean, in this form, in this form it is. Microsoft's got to continue to evolve the Metro interface and they've got to continue to promote app development they're launching with 5,000 apps in their app uh, marketplace and that's that's got to change pretty quickly well in comparison to 700,000 apps 800,000 apps and you can always make the argument how many fart apps do you really need and how out of those hundreds of thousands of apps how many are you really using or how many are most people really using but you got to get above at least 100,000 i mean you need at least three fart apps before you'll be taken seriously yeah, and the Windows Phone 7 marketplace is something like 120,000 apps, and those apps apparently are going to be able to run under the Windows 8 interface. But just, just taking you guys who are tablet users, I mean, how many of the apps that you use every day or that you use once a month are not available for Windows? All of them? I, I don't know. I, I honestly, I right now, I, I couldn't tell asking, you... I'm not, I couldn't tell you what's available on Windows right now. That's how far yeah, removed that's... from that yeah. environment I am in tablets. You know, Larry. But my the... guess is that of those four thousand, they they probably encourage, uh, you know, certain developers to get on there really. Well, fast. yeah, like so things like Evernote, they're going to be on there if they're not already. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of the main apps are going to be are on there? there. I think, or if not, they will be shortly. Possibly not by launch, but shortly, soon, right? Soon. I think it's a question of buzz, and it's a question yeah. of you know, app envy. If if the model continues to be that the best and flashiest and most interesting apps appear first on the iOS platform, 
and they come on the Windows platform nine months later. I, I think that will damage the Microsoft brand considerably. Yeah. My guess is Microsoft will spend a lot of money to make sure that doesn't happen, that yeah. nine months yeah. is... That, that didn't work very well for them with Windows Phone 7, though. That's because they only pushed it out to Nokia Lumias and one freaking carrier who didn't even want to sell it because they were getting they better kickbacks well, from the I'm other just saying they, they It was reported that they still spent a lot of money right. recruiting developers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They still spent the money, but what came of it? That was like, do you remember back when MSN... I don't know if it was when MSN first started, but I remember hearing their, their advertising campaign where they dropped like a million of those paper butterfly things all over New York and then proceeded to get fined for littering. Do you remember that? Oh, it was a while ago, but... Remember um, the AOL, AOL CDs used to send? Oh, those were the best. So what what else do you think about this, Patrick? Any, any Is this I, too little, too I late? Think or? From, I, I think from the reviews, I, I well, I think a couple of things. I think I would love to uh, get my hands on one. I, I'm going to try and save my pennies to buy one uh, over the next couple of months because um, I do think it's very interesting that Microsoft is trying to make this move. Um, I think they've got a, a big uphill battle on their hands because they've left it so late. They've left it so, so late in the game. Um, and you guys were alluding, or, or Mike was alluding to a minute ago, that you know it, it hurts when uh, if there is a really impressive, flashy new application and it comes out first on iOS and then maybe it comes out a couple months later on Android and then maybe it comes out six months later on, on a Microsoft device I mean, you're dead in the water if that keeps happening for any length of time. Well, and we're even seeing that now. It used to be that iOS got it first and then Android got it if it was going to get it at all. And now we're seeing a lot of the major developers, and I'm talking mostly about games because that's what I notice a lot of similarities. My friend at work always has an iPad and he's like, do you have this game? And I'm like, oh yeah, look, we got it. They're coming yeah. out simultaneously now, and if not, really sure, you know, right, right after the one, because they know there's just as many people over here that want it now as is over there, and that wasn't always right. the case, but it is now, and they've adjusted accordingly. And if Microsoft right. doesn't get on that, I, I don't know. They may be left behind unless they can come up with some really cool, innovative way to make this all work, you know, incorporate the Kinect and the Xbox and all their other properties that they can bring in to make this a full ecosystem with right. their established you know products it, it could be done but i, I don't know they've just hard. left it really late i mean I, I wonder whether they can gain some momentum they're releasing the the surface pro i think it's three months after the surface rt and the surface pro is the one that's going to run all your sort of legacy x86 apps right so Maybe they can build some, once that thing is out. If it's impressive and does well, maybe they can build some momentum with all the sort of x86 developers to port their apps. Well, let me ask you this, Patrick: How much of that lateness in the game was was ego? Do you think at all that they were like, "Well, we're Microsoft; we'll, we'll do this whenever," or do you think they were really trying but just didn't have anything ready? Because my first two smartphones were Windows phones: the XV sixty seven hundred, the sixty nine hundred, all old Windows mobile stuff. And it me, was me too. I had an it was, HTC. Uh, I had the singular eighty five twenty five, the yeah, HTC Python. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. those things. Yeah. I mean, at the time, for what was available, it was either that or. BlackBerry, and I like that better than BlackBerry for some reason. I have no idea why to this day, but 
Once, I liked it better than Palm. And I tried Palm, a few Palm except devices. for the Trail. I really wanted a Trail, but I couldn't get one on Verizon, which is why I, I was... tried. I tried one for a while, and I ended up liking Windows Mobile. Windows Mobile was my favorite mobile OS for a number of years. Um, back to your question, I mean, I don't know enough to know the real answer, but my impression is it, it's more stupidity. I mean, honestly, I'm amazed that Steve Ballmer still has a job. Do you think they were just working on other stuff and didn't see that? I mean, I find it hard to believe that someone so tied into the tech industry would not see this massive explosion in mobile happening and choose to say, oh, Windows Mobile 6 is fine or or, or not, you know, make a, uh, a more concerted actually, effort to come up with something at least as good as the old Android stuff was because those first Android phones were terrible. I mean, the G1, they could easily come out with something as good as that, but they didn't I, seem to have the focus there. Yeah, they just lost their way. I think they really just did not see mobile, the momentum that mo- the mobile space had. I, I don't really think they've seen it till maybe the last year or so. And that's why I ask if maybe some of that is due to ego or due to them just being so big that they were blinded by their own goals at the time and didn't look more towards the future to what they should be going towards instead of going down that same path that has worked so well in the past. Well, you know what I wonder a little bit? Um, one of the things you see a lot on the web these days is you see someone saying, you know, never would have happened if Steve Jobs was still there. Right. Or, right, you know, yeah. Apple's fading now because Steve Jobs. If was Abraham there Lincoln was around, this never would have. Yeah, yeah. Right. And most of it's complete nonsense, I think. But I'm going to say some nonsense then because I halfway wonder whether they would have missed the boat so badly if Bill Gates was still running the show. That's interesting. I, I think Bill Gates is a much more visionary sort of guy than Steve Ballmer is. He was more Jobsonian than Ballmer is by in any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I wonder. You know, I, I'm, I'm going to suggest a different sort of way of thinking about Microsoft at this point. I, I no longer think it's a question of Ballmer versus Gates versus some other CEO. Microsoft has laid down a huge bet I mean, I think they have literally bet the company on this move to Metro. And uh, hey, can we can we not call it Metro? What what's it called? Because it's not called Metro. Or are we just going to call it Metro and say screw it? I'm calling it. I All don't right. care it's what Metro. the rest screw of you call it. it. I'm calling it Metro. All screw right. it. Sorry, it's Mike's way. Damn it, Mike's way. Yeah. <laughs> That's their fault. They came out first and said it's Metro, and then we we're like, okay, if you really you wait, you really want to call it Metro? Okay. <laughs> We'll call it that. That's fine. No, that's that's cool. So, you know, they have bet the company on this. And over the next, I I think it'll take a good couple of years to see if they've really got the staying power to build the uh, to build the platform and get the devices out there, get the apps out there and continue to perfect the OS. Well, and if if there's any company if there's any company uh, out there right now that hasn't done it yet that has a good possibility of doing it, it is them. I can't think of any other company that can show up this late to a game like this and still have some sort of fighting chance. Whether how small it is, we'll see, but still have a chance to actually do something, innovate, and become one of the the top mobile give us three good choices rather than just two and a half you know these tablets are just one niche though you know this has this sounds also takes place in the context of your tv set 
And that's a huge world. That's another niche that's just waiting for some really good innovation. We've seen Google TV, Apple TV. Has had their eye on that from the day from day one. Well, and isn't that something they should be working on in the Xbox arena? They have that in to how many how many living rooms is that in? I mean, they're already there. What would it take? A software update? Maybe come out with a new one? The seven twenty or whatever. It takes deals with content providers. Well, that too. But they have them, don't they? Don't they have them in place from the game? All the games they have, they have those developers. Can't they show that as clout to say, look, if we can offer games, music, and movies, we'll win? You would think they would be able to get in the door with with the different content providers because of all of the Xbox units out there in the world. I'm just thinking how many of those games are connected to movie companies from movies that came from the games. That should be enough to start this ball rolling at the very least because those companies are tied in with the – I mean, it's all connected, right? So it seems like a no-brainer. Except then Time Warner is my ISP, and they – Aren't so crazy about it. Yeah, well, maybe content companies shouldn't be ISPs. Hmm? Oh, now that's a thought. Just say it. Hey, guys, what what I'm going to suggest is that Microsoft already has the deals in place that it's going to rely on over the next 12 to 18 months. And what we ought to be watching for is what they roll out Mm -hmm. over the next uh, two to three months in terms of, uh, entertainment options, movies, TV episodes, um, uh, uh, other media, uh, all uh, accessed through the new Windows Metro interface. I mean, they've been pretty quiet about this. They've just in the last week announced uh, their new music service, Xbox, Xbox, Xbox Music, and it's still kind of a one version 1.0 product too is that built on any of the existing zune stuff that might still be in place or is this a completely new system it's built on a lot of the zune uh the old zune pass technology but they are they've announced plans to extend that to a itunes like matching service and a cloud-based service uh, that goes beyond what you can do today on SkyDrive. Which is kind so, of one major thing they're missing. I mean, they have the storage in place. It's, it's kind of like how, how we watch Google take this evolutionary path with, with the docs first and then dri- or then music, yeah. then drive, and now everything is all right there. Yeah. And, and what we don't know yet is how Microsoft is going to roll this out over the next few months. And I, I'm... It's going to give us a lot to talk about here on Yaks, I'll tell you. Yeah, definitely. I'm pulling for him. We need competition. Yeah. yeah, well, you know, we got Patrick on here tonight, but you know I'll always perform the role of IB, of uh, Microsoft fanboy. There you go. <laughs> Man, hey, I'm a total Microsoft user. All right, well, speaking of uh, fanboys, let's move on and talk about this real quick. Samsung terminates their LCD contract with Apple. Does this... Is this some fallout, perhaps, from from lawsuits, or is this was this something that was uh, on its way? Uh, what do you think about this, Amp? Well, it, it it sort of reminded me of the first go around of patent wars. You know, Samsung is saying, you know what, we've been scratching your back for years, helping you with all of this hardware from day one. You know, so 
we're going to one-up you back. You know, you keep doing this, this whole, our, our items look like your items. Okay, we'll fix you for that. Well, and that kind of goes... Is this a way to get them to squash everything or what? I, I, no, nah, kinda... I can't imagine them cutting off their nose to spite their face. And, and <laughs> I don't know whether it was caused by Apple or Samsung. There's, uh, I, I don't know any... I have no opinions, but I did a little reading on it. Some, a lot of people think Apple was going to pull out any app. That they, uh, you know, they've got Sharp and LG. They've got alternatives. And, uh, but also, I mean, besides Sharp, LG's coming out with the Nexus device for Android. I mean, it, it seems like if if they pull out of here, they, I mean, they've been partners with Samsung for quite a while. Between Motorola making chips for a while, Samsung doing panels, and I think wasn't Samsung making chips too for a bit? I don't, I don't they know. were. Yeah, it seems like if they're gonna pull out from here, they would go with a manufacturer that has no ties to Android. Otherwise, what's the point? You're just gonna get wrapped back up in this all over again, right? So Sharp would be the obvious best choice there until Sharp comes out with their smartphone. Right. <laughs> but my guess is that it's different divisions. These guys just all want to maximize their profit. Well, right, and this goes back I to what I said. That at the... I get pissed off over a lawsuit and break it and give up a profitable business. This goes back to what I said at the beginning of the lawsuit where Apple, they just make phones, computers, tablets now. Samsung makes everything. I mean, TV, yeah. like their phone division is just one division of this giant. Co- so for them to have that, that division in this squabble, for Apple, it seemed like more was almost on the line because if, if Samsung got in trouble, that's fine. Profits from our 20 other divisions that are all making money will will make up for it but if apple got hurt by it they don't have these other lines of income or anything and granted they have more money than they know what to do with but still you know it it hurts a company if hey patrick does does are samsung's displays any different than any i mean do they have some special characteristics that make them better or cheaper than anybody else's are they kind of uh i i i honestly don't know a whole lot on that subject um my impression is that Sharp and some of the other guys are, are doing things equally as well or perhaps a little bit better uh, with latest and, and upcoming display technologies. Um, but I don't know. Honestly, I'm sure or I imagine you guys may feel similarly. Um, I, I I honestly get so sick of reading about the patent wars and yeah. <laughs> lawsuits and, and all of that. I, I mean, it's just... I, I, I find it boring as heck to be true. I mean, I love devices. I love mobile technology. I like technology in general. And, and I am not a huge fan of lawyers and, and courtrooms. The innovation isn't coming out of the courtroom. It's, yeah. it's, it's nothing but just, yeah. It, it's, I, I read a good tweet today from this guy, Reckless. I forget which place he writes for, but he's pretty popular on, on some of the tech sites. But he said it's... It's nothing but just money changing hands and and uh, negotiations taking place in a courtroom rather than a conference room, and it's stupid. And all of the coverage is stupid. It, like he was just completely sick of it, and it was kind of refreshing to read that. That right. it's yeah. so who cares? It's just lawyers getting rich off of this frivolous, exactly. the, like crap. in other walks of life. It's the yeah. lawyers who who win most of the time. I'm just mad about it because I should have went and been a lawyer rather than a podcaster. That's all. I'm just mad. But I, I got a younger brother who's a lawyer. Smart kid, right? 
and his wife's and his wife's a lawyer. So there you, go. you can imagine when we go out for a beer, I, I've never won an argument in my life. Yeah, they're, yeah, yeah. they're retired. Holidays must suck for you. <laughs> but yeah, here uh, this article on Geek.com. They say the reason seems to be twofold. On the one hand, Apple has been working hard to secure supplies from other manufacturers, like you said, Larry. Uh, and therefore decrease its reliance on Samsung. And on the other, Apple is well known for demanding and pushing lower pricing, meaning it just doesn't make business sense anymore for Samsung to keep supplying Apple with displays. So yeah, those things like that make more sense to me than than uh, being pissed off over a lawsuit. And it says in the first half of 2012, Samsung was Apple's top display supplier, shipping over 15 million panels. LG supplied 12.5 million, and Sharp at 2.8 million. Wow! So and and you think if Samsung was at the top there, 15 million. That's just for Apple. How many panels did they put out for everything else there? So maybe this might help them fill some other, you know, uh, contracts that they need to, to, to divert their resources away from getting Apple all of their stuff and, and focusing it elsewhere at higher profits even. Who knows? So, all right. Uh, moving on. Larry, you had an interesting piece on playon.tv. Uh, you don't you yeah. don't think it's quite yeah. quite ready? What yeah, describe quite, tell yeah. tell us what playon.tv is first. It's a, it's yet another way to get stuff from the internet onto your TV set. Legally? Huh? Are these torrents or legally. is this legally? Absolutely. Okay. I, I know this will come legal. as a shock to you, but it is possible <laughs> to do this stuff legally. Well, you wouldn't know that because yeah, they make Patrick's it so hard brother, to. Yeah. <laughs> it's easier to yeah. click two buttons and have a torrent going in 10 seconds than it is sometimes no, I don't know about that kind of thing at all is that really true? yes <laughs> you can actually get different. TV there's content. a dark part of the internet called the oh pirate bay mm. and if you're smart no, you, if you're smart you don't use the pirate bay you use oh, private shit. science but no, that's yeah, you use the private ones that's besides Man, the point now you tell me this stuff <laughs> hey, uh, this play on guy uh, you know uh, gets stuff from the internet streams it over to your tv set um like there's one I, guy downloading. I, I just tried it out because Ant, you know, really likes it, and uh, I have a and like Ant. I'm a cord cutter, and I use uh, um, a Roku box. Or I have a couple of them around the house. And but for example, I can't get Comedy Central, and Play On has Comedy Central as one of their uh, their offerings. So for sure, I wanted to try it, and it worked. Um, Okay, I have a little uh, a laptop that's probably a year and a half, two years old. It was a fast Dell laptop two years ago, but it's not so fast anymore by, by the standards. And basically, it was pretty much saturated uh, and even crashed at one point uh, trying to stream <laughs> that stuff. So it's pretty, it was pretty resource um, intensive. That's the best, though, like right in the middle of a good episode of something and the thing just crashes. Yeah. But then I, <laughs> Thank you. Fair, I rebooted it, and I also rebooted the Roku, and then it, it made it through a, a uh, what do you call it, a Daily Show episode. But the first time I tried through, it crashed in about 10 minutes into it. So is that what's uh, not quite ready, or is the interface still kind of... Well, yeah, and the inter- there's a lot of clicking around, too. It, it, I, I should have counted clicks. It was probably 15 clicks to get uh, the Daily Show going. 
Um, and the thing is this, the, the hardware problem, my, la my next laptop will, will handle the load. The hardware thing will go away. Uh, my next mm -hmm. Roku will be way faster. My next uh, laptop will be way faster. My next Wi-Fi in my home will be way faster. So I think that is a trans, you know, it's just sort of a, a short-term kind of a thing. But, and again, it comes back to me for, uh, you know, what's the content? Um, right now, the only way I know to get the Daily Show is through PlayOn. But if there's, if I can get the play, if I, everything else pretty much that they add, at least that I watch, uh, is available through Roku. It's just who's got the content deal. So hold on, Th this this from you describing it. This sounds like the equivalent of me downloading the Daily Show for you from my private torrent site and then streaming it so that you can watch it on like Justin TV or something. Okay, <laughs> is that like you send me an email what you want to watch? I'll get it and then stream it over my Justin TV account so you guys A can all business watch. Business model is born. Is that? <laughs> And you pay me five bucks every episode. Okay, man. I'll pay. And, and as long as Justin.tv doesn't kick us off, we'll be good to yeah, go. I guess Play On must be. Could you do that in a public, in a know, private? Comedy Central plays Play On or Play On. I mean, it seems to me Comedy Central. If I were Comedy Central, I'd want people watching it all. Well, in Comedy Central, too. Figure Comedy Central also is one of the better networks whose website shows the episodes pretty quickly i think after they're airing i yeah. think not that yeah. i've ever watched and, it that way but i've i think but i think correct me if i'm wrong and at least at one time that the like i've got an old google uh no, what do they call it the logitech review the google yeah the google uh, tv and i at least last time i tried it could not see comedy central is that still the case Ann? Uh no, mine works just fine with Comedy Central. Okay, I take it back. Well, mine works fine. Just like you said a second ago, I think it's the hardware is going to really make a difference for you. When as I read your article and um, you talked about this, the performance of it and the stuttering and all of that, I didn't necessarily have any of those issues that on mine. Now, I don't get through the interface trying to find the content. Yeah, that it wasn't as intuitive um, as you'd like it to be, but you know, all I know is I was able to watch Hulu on a Google TV, which we all know that's taboo in the Google TV world. You know, just because I had Play On, I could just pull up my um, Hulu account inside of the Play On server app, and voila, I had it all just my Hulu content it? on my TV. Well, yeah. Let me ask you, maybe, may I didn't make, if you didn't have Play On going, can you still see uh, Comedy Central with your with your Google TV? Only through that browser that I don't like on the Logitech review. Okay. Oh, it will let you look at it with the browser. Because it seems to me when I first got it, that was like uh, off limits. Through the, the browser just, gosh, it couldn't see hardly anything. I can no, remember, I, I remember spoofing the, uh, the browser ID and that worked for a while, and then they, they, they fixed that bug. I'll check it again, but I, yeah. I thought that you, I thought that I could, but the browser is just so bad on the Logitech review because of the hardware acceleration. It's just not there on it. That's really you know? slow. But anyhow, you know, it, it, I had the stuttering and crash the first time I watched it, and that was with my laptop running nothing but, uh, you know, I just totally rebooted it, and all it was running was. Uh, the um, just a little an image editor so that I could capture those screenshots. So yeah. it was totally devoted to streaming the video, uh, and it crashed. 
and maybe that might have been a Roku problem. It crashed, like I said, about 10 minutes into it. So then I rebooted the Roku and it, and then it made it clear through the Daily Show. But if you look at the, the little performance uh, guys in the um, in that article that I posted, yeah, it, it was using pretty much uh, pretty much the whole laptop, which is a, yeah, it was, a it was gigabytes of memory. Which you say old laptop? This thing had four gigs of RAM and Intel Core two three point oh six gigahertz clock. That's like, right. It was a that's fast, faster than what we're doing. Laptop a couple years ago. That's faster than what we're doing all this on. I mean, come on. I understand. Not but it was <laughs> you can see the uh, yeah. The no, I'm saying that must there. have been a that crazy. That was pretty much sucking it all. That's up. a crazy intensive uh, program there. Yeah, but like what Ann says is true. My next laptop will do that and uh, let me surf the web at the same time. Well, you send me your old one. You got to realize, sorry. Another thing you got to realize with mine is I'm running play on on a virtual machine. Wow, there you go. Yeah, yeah, so I opened up a Windows virtual machine. Fast computer. You're doing Linux. Yeah, I'm running Linux and I have a quad core, I think it's a 3.2 gigahertz chip. AMD chip, and I run this VirtualBot software with Windows 7, and it serves it right up. I just had to change a couple um, things with the IP addresses, but it pulls it right on up, and it runs it pretty smoothly. Now, I have watched the the memory utilization on it, yeah. and, yeah, I had to beef it up to make it a little bit better. So I use right at 7 gigs worth of RAM, oh, you yeah. know. Yeah. See, I've got just 4 total. <laughs> you know, so that, it, it takes some hardware. Take care of, man. You know, the What's that, Patrick? I'm sorry. I, I was curious what you think of that virtual box software. I've heard people say real good things about it. I've used Parallel VMware, yeah. but never. I love it. it. It's free, number one. Right. <laughs> you know, but I used it to play around with the Windows 8 software when it came out, and I've played around with other Linux distros on it, and it's it's really, really lightweight, and I love being able to customize how much RAM it could use, and right. I love it, man. I love it. Cool. All right, well, uh, a couple other things before we get out of here. You wrote something over on newdomain.net about Android 4.0 coming, except not for the Atrix 4G. And what is this 4.0? Who's who's just now getting 4.0? Haven't <laughs> haven't we had that for like eight months no, now? No, no, no. Some of us have, Some of but us not have. everybody. You know, <laughs> on, you know, back in the days, all we talked about was well, not us. All the general tech, um, tech community talked about was fragmentation choice. with Android devices. Yeah, it's choice. choice. Don't use the F word. And, <laughs> and and nobody had the the latest operating system because of all of the other red tape with the OEMs and the carriers and whatnot. And now, as we've discussed a little while back, um, it's a bigger percentage of people running version 4.0 on their Android devices. It's getting there. But, it's getting there. But yeah, but now the Motorola Atrix got left out and. I remember going through my Google Plus stream, stream and Punit Sony. I, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing his right, his name correctly. Um, he pretty much publicly said, "You know, we're going to do the best we can to get you know ice cream sandwich on more devices." And right after that, it was announced that yeah, Motorola is not going to get it on the Atrix. And 
he seemed genuinely upset about it, but it's one of those things like, oh, yeah, what are you going to do? And that's messed you know? up, too. I don't know. That's that <laughs> when when the very first Atrix came out, not this one, but like the very first one, I thought that was a cool idea. Having a phone that yeah. you could plug in and power like a laptop. With, I don't know. I I'm yeah. glad I didn't get one, now, but it seemed like a really good idea. The other thing, is it weird that this being Google now, like can't Google come in and be like, all of this is getting 4.0 and 4.1 and everything else. Like, why are they not taking more of an active role in in making sure this doesn't happen to their? I don't know. I don't know if it's foreshadowing for down the road because um, the hardware is getting so much better for cell phones nowadays. It, but how old is that? One time, how old is this? Well, well, yeah, that phone is not old. At all. I agree with you. That's that's the whole beef. That with phone should have came with ICS. Phone. That phone <laughs> yeah. should have came with like 4.0 right there. You know, that, that's the whole beef with it right there is that that phone is not getting it. But yet a Verizon what was the droid bionic. It's good to go on it. You know, and well, it came out virtually at the same I wouldn't time. say good to go. But yeah, it's getting it. Yeah. You know, but they virtually came out at the same time, you know, but I think. Maybe there's some foreshadowing with Google saying, "Look, the, there's more coming down the pipe. We're we're constantly iterating this this system, and everybody's going to get that fifty dollar Android phone, and it's still going to have ICS on it just because there's so much more coming down with the hardware." Right, you know, and I mean, even on AOTA last night, we mentioned the fifty dollar GeneX you can get while they're waiting. They dropped the price on the Galaxy Nexus while they're waiting for the GeneX two to come out. So you can now, if you waited, right. you can hop on one for for pretty cheap. But yeah. do you think I wonder if this has anything to do with that webtop stuff? Maybe ICS just doesn't click with it right or something. They they're like we're not even going to bother with this because remember webtop got killed shortly thereafter. Right. So we're not seeing that on any more devices. And I I wonder if that has something to do with it maybe. You know, it it's my whole point of that 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 article though was to to tell everybody to look. Uh they they wanted to unify Android. It's starting to get there now. It took them a couple of years, but it's finally starting to come to light that hey, we can unify this and get everybody on one version. That's that's gonna gonna jive with everybody. Well, yeah, <laughs> I mean, look how long side. how long has America been a democracy? We're still not all on the same page. I mean, come on, it takes <laughs> it takes a while. I mean, come on. Is is part of the reason they may do that because they want to show other phone manufacturers that they're not uh, favoring Motorola. No, that's a crappy way to do it. They could have done something better than that. I, I don't know. It's me. Maybe. Yeah, and there, were, there wasn't any real rhyme or reason. If you look at the, uh, the statements from Motorola Mobile or Mobility or whatever they call themselves, it just clearly said, no, we're just not going to do it. You know? Nope. Sorry. <laughs> we love you know, Motorola. We'll this device, this device, this device, no. This device, yes. This device, yes. I wonder if you, you know. go back through that list, keeping in mind WebTop not maybe being compatible with ICS. I wonder if you see a pattern there. I'd be interested to go back through that and I take a look. I didn't even think about that, Matt. That's, that's a good point. Yeah. I didn't think about that. All right. And then uh, the last thing before we get out of here, Sprint came out with some new uh, no-contract data plans for their 4G LTE tablets. Not <laughs> phones, but their tablets. Uh, they got four new data plans coming out. Uh, which is actually right after Apple's uh, announcement that new iPads will run on Sprint's network. So is this is this a little nod to them, or is this just in tablets in general, or what do you think, Mike? I love it. 
Are you a uh-huh. are you in a, a good sprint area? Because isn't is that what you're no. on right now with the One X? I no, I'm on uh, AT and T right. and would love an alternative. Sprint has good coverage in the region I live in, San Francisco Bay Area, and uh, their uh, 4G LTE service is reputedly quite fast. So, because there's nobody using it. <laughs> right. Well, that, that guy's got great service. Oh, snap. <laughs> that may like be the a- case, Larry. Uh, but what, what I really like is the pay-as-you-go model. Yeah, definitely. I could, and these I, aren't I unlimited sprint, plans. I, have a sprint M, I use a Sprint MDNO, and I do pay-as-you-go and no contract, and I think it's fantastic. Was that like Ting or a Republic Wireless? Ting, yeah, sort? Ting Oh, it is actually Ting? Yeah, right on. it is like Ting, very much like Ting. It is so, so much, much like, like Ting. They spell the name the same and everything. Wow. They <laughs> might get sued for that. So this will happen. Yeah, uh, you know, that's, you know, with Sprint getting bought by uh, with SoftBank and yeah. Metro, MC, uh, Metro PCS and, mm-hmm. and uh, what do you call it, T-Mobile merchant? T-Mobile. Maybe we're going to start to see some real competition in that world. It would be nice. Not up here we won't, not unless they start building some towers ASAP. Really? <laughs> this just, place is so Verizon locked down. We just got Sprint like a couple years ago, and it's terrible. They're, they're barely any, I don't know, their data is just awful up here. But Verizon's everywhere, and we have LTE now. So it's like, why? how could you possibly switch? <laughs> uh, they say beginning right. November 11th, Sprint customers will be able to choose among four no-contract rate plans for LGE, uh, L- LTE 4G. <laughs> Thank you. Attaboy. Words. Uh, Sprint announced this evening a plan to start fourteen ninety nine for 300 megs of data per month and increase for, uh, $34.99 for 3 gigs, 50 bucks for 6 gigs, or 80 bucks for 12 gigs. So none unlimited, but, you know, if you want... And they're still tiered like that, though, right? And I mean, like what Ting offers, you know, you just if you don't use your whole limit, you get a rebate the next. But and honestly, I for a phone, I I need my unlimited plan. But I'm not pulling out a tablet like wandering around town. I'm using a tablet when I'm on Wi-Fi or I'm tethering from my phone. So I think you could go with this cheap 300 meg plan, assuming you had you know, cyanogen mod running on your Android that you can tether for free all day. But Yeah, I I'm I'm curious, Patrick, what what would your readers think of it that's, you know, iPad heavy? Are they looking for that, you know, three G, four G coverage to use their tablets? I think I think a lot of them are, yeah. I mean I think uh I know that whenever I post about data plans, you know, comparing AT and T Verizon or or whatever um, I get a lot of comments and I get a lot of feedback from people about what they're doing. So I, I think, yeah, I mean, I, I know from my own experience, um, you know, we all know 90% of the time you can find free Wi-Fi, which is great. But like, I guess the best time is like when you go on a road trip, you know, it's, it's, it's a bitch when you go on a road trip and, you know, you're not, you don't have always on connectivity. All right. So I, I think, you know, having more options is always good. And this isn't even applicable to the other iPad models, right? This is the only the ones with the A6X that has that new LTE chipset, right? Or do the other ones have LTE? I no, that's, think... that's the way this read. It's just with the A6X. That's the way this article read. 
I mean, the, the iPad 3 definitely has an LTE chipset and gets LTE, so I don't know whether it offers the right kind of LTE for Sprint. Because this network, makes it sound like it's these new networks that are like Sprint Sprint, and these other new networks, so maybe not Verizon because that's an older LTE network. I, I don't know. That's kind of worded weird. I, I thought when I watched the presentation, Apple's presentation, I mean, they had a slide that was all about just the, the new networks that would support this new LTE, but I thought it was in addition to, to the existing ones, right? Because okay. here it says then, uh, as a comparison for competitor plan, Verizon's off-contract tablet data plans offer 2 gigs at 30 bucks, 5 gigs for 50 10 for 80 uh, Clear right. 20% savings at the high end. And then AT&T offers 3 gigs for 30 5 for 50 uh, So, yeah. So, it, it sounds like it will work, but the new ones will also work with these new networks. Right. So, okay. I'm glad we got that uh, clarified. So, are you excited for this? Are you in a sprint uh, heavy area, Patrick? I'm not. I mean, I, mean I, I don't actually know how good or bad sprint is. I'm, I've been with AT&T a long time. I know uh, a lot of other iOS users around the country, particularly in places like New York and San Francisco, uh, you know, have a huge amount of hatred for AT&T. Uh, and their lack of coverage. In here in Austin, AT and T's coverage is great, uh, data wise, voice wise. Uh, it's it's been great for me for an, a number of years. Even when we have, um, like, I can I've been in the downtown area when we have things like South by Southwest Interactive, um, and every geek in the you know, or, or tons of geeks from all over the U.S. are all in downtown Austin, and and they're busting it and you know stressing the data coverage and it's been solid as a rock um at least when i've been around so yeah sprint may be a nice option but uh, it's not interesting to me what are you mainly on verizon then or oh no at&t at&t oh, he's right. at&t gotcha yeah. all right well cool i'm glad uh more 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 choice more competition better for everyone always so, just drive see. my prices down please i know right bring my <laughs> unlimited back please actually i still have mine but i i'd like to at some point before i die upgrade from this phone without losing my <laughs> unlimited so if you guys could could bring that back that would be fantastic if not that's cool i'll use it i'd use it forever i don't care it's your choice so we'll never buy a new device again how do you like that all right well cool thanks for uh coming on Patrick, and like I said at the start of the show, people can find your writing over at iPadInsight.com. You write anywhere else online? I also write uh, for iSource.com. Cool. And Mike Rothman, Mike Rothman, yeah. back from vacation. Where are those pictures uh, from the trip going to be up? On your Google Plus, or what are you doing with that? You want to hire me to make that all nice and pretty and touch them up for you? Unmute yourself, Mike. Come on. Hey, Mike, we can't hear you because of the mute again. Thank you. All right, all right. All right. Yeah, Matt, you're hired. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll work weird. together, make these beautiful, and uh, we'll put them on Google+. Excellent. And you're writing over at uh, a Groovy Post still, a new domain. Uh, what are you doing? You bet. Groovy Post, a new domain. Any Anyone will take my, uh, my, my efforts. Awesome. Larry Press, pleasure as usual, over on your blog, which is linked to at the site. You write, like, all the time. I, when are you? When do you eat? Do you write while you eat? That yeah. sounds more like Actually, it. I, a lot of that's motivated for my, the class I teach. 
Ah, uh, that makes sense. That. Two birds, I, I one stone. Like that That's cool. I can do a blog post, get paid, and teach kids all at once. <laughs> and Ant Pruitt, of course, find him on Attack of the Androids last night and every now and then, and writing over at a new domain.net. That is correct, sir. Fantastic. I'm Matt Lee. This has been a pleasure as usual. Yet another texture.com. Leave us a message, 406-204-4687. Check us out on the social networks, Facebook, Google+, if you want to talk to Ant, because he's not on Facebook yet. Yeah, screw uh, Facebook. We have a Twitter that we post when the shows go live, and you can watch the reruns. That tech playlist for Tag the Androids, this show, and uh, Boss, almost 60 hours of content. (laughs) It's just getting out of hand. There's like over 50 episodes of just random stuff in there, so... Check it out. It's on the YouTube page. Links on the site. Yet another tech show.com. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll catch you next Wednesday. Tech Show. Check us out online at yetanothertechshow.com.